0: Diet works. Smoothie works. It's an important part. Exercise works. Uh, Going to the sauna works. Bikram yoga, it's yoga. It's good. It's very good. And you can add meditation too, just to calm your mind and give your chance to heal.
1: This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet, and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances.
0: Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with
1: Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Today, we're going to have a very insightful discussion about using meditation in parallel to the Patterson program to get the final breakthrough. Certainly, it was the case for Valentin, who is today's guest. He's originally from Romania, but he's currently living in Texas and in fact has been there for the last 20 years. And he has been part of Rheumatoid Support, our coaching and and support platform for some time. And he is going to share today how it was the addition of meditation on top of all of the other aspects of the program, which helped him to get to where he really wanted to get to. So Valentin, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Clint. Thank you so much for, for doing what you are doing, inspiring
0: people and get them, get them feel better and give them hope for, for a better life and uh, hope to, to realize that they have the power to, to heal themselves. I just want to, to express my gratitude and my, my sympathy for, for everything what you are doing. It's, it's just amazing.
1: Well, thank you very much. And thank you for embracing everything that. I've been teaching for some time and and rolling it out. Uh, we know there's a lot involved and we know that there are lots of ups and downs along the way. And just before we hit record here, you said something really, really that I thought was profound, which was about getting so far with the other aspects, the more physical aspects of trying to heal, but it was the mental aspects associated with Uh, stress, and so on, that really seemed to be the final frontier. Can you put that into your own words, your experience? So basically, my pain started in 2018, November,
0: and I was struggling with back pain. And um, it evolved at one point, I was so good, I was like 90% recovered, and I was basically pain-free from some days and sometimes keep coming back. And I was in a cycle from sometimes my pain was triggered by, by I noticed that was triggered by emotion. Although I was 100% respecting your diet and doing everything, all the things that you're supposed to do to get better. And I noticed that there is something that is missing. And that thing was my, my psychology part. And, um, I was looking for something just to to jump that fence to to health to full health and I found I found meditation I found a way to quiet my mind I found a way to to start loving myself more and to give attention to me and not to stuff around me and uh, that that brought me that brought me here and now I I'm, I'm good I don't have any pain I'm I'm happy am I'm not depressed, I'm, I'm just in love with life, in love with the, what I'm doing.
1: To what extent are you comfortable to talk about, just briefly, the level of symptoms that you had before you started? Sure. So uh, everything started, uh, I think in November, 2018,
0: with a strong pain in my back. And uh, I was going to gym at that time and I was thinking, you know, maybe I pull a muscle or something. But uh, in a few days, the pain becomes so, so unbearable that one night I decided to go to the emergency because I couldn't stand it anymore. And there they did an x-ray. I got a shot for the pain. And uh, the doctor noticed something strange on my spine. And uh, she said, you know what? You have to go to see a specialist in rheumatology. And I know somebody and um, she's a doctor. And uh, I visit her right away. And uh, she started tests, doing the blood test, the X-ray, and the test came back normal. I mean, my inflammation could not be, I'm seronegative. You cannot see my inflammation in my blood. Uh, the HLB27 gene was not present, which is typical for ankylosis spondylitis. My father has ankylosis spondylitis, so I have it in my family. So they all, I mean, the doctor started thinking about that, but Since I didn't have any other symptoms and somehow the x-ray was looking fine. She told me that just go take ibuprofen if you have pain and we'll see what happened. Well, two weeks later, (laughs) uh, the pain came back again in the middle of the night. And I noticed here on the base of my neck between the rib cage, the sternum and the, the rib one inflammation, like a swallowing. And um, that was, everything started from there. And I got back to the doctor and he told me, you have some kind of uh, arthritis. Let's name it for the moment, uh, spondylarthritis arthritis or axial spondylarthritis. And um, she gave me a cortisone shot, uh, a pack with, uh, with uh, cortisone for 10 days uh, just to hit it hard. But I mean, I was feeling great for those 10 days. I had so much energy and all the symptoms were away, but I was aware that the side effects of cortisone and everything, and I'm not a big fan of medication. Not that I have something against it, but I think we need to use it as a last resort. And um, the pain come back and come back way, way worse than before. It's like that cortisone that just, was wake up a, a monster or something and here i had a, like a swelling and um got back to the doctor more more x-rays more CT scans and in the meantime i i asked her if there is any connection between uh between uh, what I eat and this inflammation, because somebody, something has to cause it. It's not a virus. She said, it's not a virus. We don't know exactly, but some people, they start doing uh, some kind of elimination diet. And uh, some of them, they discover the trigger and uh, the problem is goes away. You know, it's, like it's gluten or something else. And I was really encouraged about that. And I started looking on the internet for, for the connection. And I found Dr. McDougall, the starch solution.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk to me. <laughs> I said, mm-hmm.
0: okay, this is, this is nice. And <laughs> it was Christmas and uh, we had some guests and we, we bought a lot of food. And me, in the middle of the reading on the internet, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to stop from this moment eating any dairies and any meat. <laughs> so I just like, just stop it. I stopped. And the next day I start eating uh, sweet potatoes and green beans and i did that for about 10 days i think yeah until i found you <laughs> and uh, i noticed that my my pain suddenly subsided <laughs> not not a lot but it was better and uh, i started looking uh, on youtube and i found one of on your video and it was hmm I don't remember her name from england and she has uh, ankylosis spondylitis too hmm mm-hmm. And she said I couldn't move my head like this. And I had the same
1: oh, Could have been Sheree. Sheree uh, yes. 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 yes yep. mm-hmm.
0: And oh I said, okay, so let's check what's partison program. And when I saw that we have like steps and plan and meals and everything, oh, this is for me. I don't have to to stay with sweet potatoes because I I don't quite like, love them. <laughs> And I start the Patison program on 1st January, New Year resolution. <laughs> and I got like 100% in, I did everything. And after 10 days, no pain, like, oh, this is nice. I love this. And I start introducing, I think some, some new food. I don't remember exactly. And some pain came back, but it wasn't bad. You know, it was, it was, it was good. It so it was fine. In the meantime, uh, my results from the CT scan and from the X-ray came back and it was, it was bad in a way that my, how should I put it, my, my rib one, the rib that connects the, it was kind of destroyed, let's put it this way, kind of remodeled. And I was like, starting to panic. I was like. Starting to panic really bad, and I was starting to imagine the worst-case scenario that I have to live my whole life with, like my my father in pain and and in with medication, and uh, I I panicked so bad that I I took the suggestion to to start uh, taking sulfasalazine. What
1: were your symptoms like at that point? What do you th- the, and this- do do you think that the uh, results came back from? A period in time, a few weeks prior to you starting the dietary changes. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I think, I think my overreaction made me worse, increased my pain, and uh, that decision to start those pills wasn't quite good. And I will tell later why. And she referred me to a doctor in Houston, who is a big specialist for rheumatology. I don't remember his name. And I uh, visit him and um, he looked at the CT scan and he saw something there. And uh, probably most likely you have uh, IS, ankylosis And uh, you need to start uh, Humira or the other one. I don't remember the one. Embryol um, right away. And in the meantime, I did my homework and I know that i mean those... You use those in extremes when people are in pain, not when you are in light pain. And in the meantime, I regroup myself and I realize that I have tools and I have ways to improve my life and to get rid of the pain. So why not use them? So I refuse all the medication. I but I stay with the sulfasalazine. And after I think in May, I start feeling really, really depressed and my intuition it was telling me that those pills, they have something inside of them that change your way of thinking. Like I couldn't recognize myself. I got so deep in my depression that I have really dark, dark thoughts. You know that. And um, it was hard because we, had, uh, we, we just had my son and I couldn't carry him in my arm because I was a little bit in pain here. So basically, the collarbone was pushing the, the rib one, and all this part was in pain. And also, I had a little bit of pain in my back. And in the same summer, we decided to go in Europe to visit our parents. And one night before the flight, I started stressing myself about how we're going to travel the newborn, how, what food I'm going to find, and you know, running that worst-case scenario. <laughs> and overnight, although I didn't have other inflammation, this finger was like, like this. And I couldn't, I couldn't do this. It was impossible, totally impossible. And I had new inflammation in my chest. And I, I realized that the way I'm, I'm thinking, the way I'm seeing life, it's wrong. And I have to do something to change. I have to, to find a way to, I don't know, to retrain myself, to, re, to rewire my brain. But um, first, I, I was needing a plan to get rid of the suvorazilazine because I was way better before I started that pill. I know,
1: and um... <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just, you know, it's it, the uh, I'm just writing my book at the moment, and so yeah. I, I, that's what pops into my mind, and the reason I'm smiling is because of what I've written in the book. Uh, the opening paragraph in the medications I- section is that the choice of medications that we make is one of the biggest influences to our future quality of life. Because we choose wrong, if we choose one of the counterproductive medications for gut health, then we're setting ourselves up for a hamster wheel, an endless hamster wheel of trying to improve but making us, making the underlying cause worse or certainly not better. And if we choose wisely, it can reduce inflammation adequately so that we can work on healing our gut. And what I was fascinated by some studies I've just added to the book is that disease modifying drugs can actually reduce leaky gut. So you've actually you know, got medications that can actually support you in your gut healing process. And so this is, these, this intricacy of medications and the side effect dance that we have, and whether or not it's worth it for the reduction of inflammation, these are all so familiar and juicy sort of discussion points that it always raises a lot of interest and opinions, and in some cases arguments. If you uh, if you spend too long looking at Facebook comments, and so. I I just smile with a knowing oh yes uh the uh <laughs> the medication topic is one that that is most uh most full of uh anticipation and 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 variable so uh, let me let me continue to resume where you found that you were actually doing better uh, before you went on the sulfasalazine in your particular case yep
0: mm-hmm. so um i worked on my finger i uh, started juices like Hardcore juices. I was drinking in the morning too, but I start with smoothie and spinach and everything. Uh, sauna, uh, yoga. Okay, yoga. Yeah, yeah, yoga because yoga will stop it after after COVID, of course. And um, I decided to go to California to do a water fast and to stop after that fast the sulfazology. It was my plan. Did
1: you go to True North?
0: Yes. So I've been there for. I mean, I fasted for six six days
1: and it was so good. I mean, it was no
0: pain. I was like, ooh, ooh, I like this, but you cannot, it's not sustainable. And it was so nice there. Everybody were like positive and they have presentation twice per day. And they are funny talking about the subject that I was like interested about. And one day uh, I started uh, speaking with a lady who had like uh, lupus, I think and she told me you know there is a book it's called the divided mind by john, Saro, john Sarno. john Like, okay i'm going to look into it and that book is looking in the the connection between the the mind and the body basically when you have uh, some conscious trauma or events in your life uh, they translate in pain they translate in disease they translate in chronic disease and uh, solving the the trauma will Will relieve the symptoms or will, will make the disease go away and make a lot of sense, you know. And I started reading other books, and um, it was another one, Anatomy of an Illness. That one was quite funny. Um, I think, <laughs> if I'm not confusing, a guy who was ankylosis, had ankylosing spondylitis uh, was watching uh, comedy shows on TV and uh, <laughs> a high level of vit- vitamin C. So he changed the way of thinking. And his disease just disappear, go away.
1: Oh, which what's his book? If we can I think I think choose. it's
0: an, an, I think it's Anatomy of a Illness. Anatomy of perceived, Illness. perceived as perceived by a patient by Norman Norman Norman. Norman I don't remember. That okay,
1: book. that's enough for first. And me.
0: another one, yeah. Mind of Mind Over Medicine by Lisa Rankin, and I love that book. And there they she started introducing the meditation and journaling and being grateful for for things in your life. And uh, I start every morning having a journal. And when I wake up, I just r- start writing what I was grateful for. And even if you don't have reason, I was grateful for even for my food or for the sunset or for the, you know, for the day. And you start building up and start from nothing. And uh, then I uh, came across of a, a book of uh, Dr. Jodi Spencer And the first one that I read was, You Are the Placebo. And then yeah. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself or How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. And in all these books, they, they give you the idea, the theoretical and everything, but they don't give you exactly how to, to apply all this information. But Dr. Joe said, you know, you should start meditating every day. And what's his full name, please? Dr. Joe Dispenza.
1: Dispenser. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: And tell us um,
1: what he says.
0: So now, before I'm going to the details and how I start my meditation practice, I was meditating before two three minutes per day, and I was thinking, "Wow, (laughs) meditating is nice."
1: Um, So what? Hang on. Let's just close one loop. Yes. Um, Yes. You were back at True North, and you were fasting for six days. Now, what typically happens? Is okay. that after the fasting stops, you know, there's a challenge then to try and get back into eating without pain returning. And you're talking about coming off your sulfasalazine. Yes. So close all yes. that off.
0: Uh, so uh, after True Nord, I was, I, I felt way better for maybe about um, one month. And then I noticed some symptoms coming back, but it was a bit, I was like at that level, that threshold, 90, 95%. It was good. It was a good place to be. I mean, comparing where I was, it wasn't bad. It was great, actually. But I wanted to, to jump that fence, you know. <laughs> and I think uh, I found the Dr. D- Dr. Joe Dispenza book in July. And I start think, I started meditating right away. And were you and still
1: and taking the sulfasalazine? No. The no. sulfasalazine.
0: So- I stopped the sulfasalazine of the True North.
1: Wow. Just so you stopped it. So you sort of did a swap out. You did a six-day fast, and it was, and it enabled you, or you at the same time stopped the medication. And yet, here you are, month, a little bit after a month later, a little bit of symptoms come back, mm-hmm. but still way better than what you were before. True North. Yep, mm, it's a good, it's a good story. And uh, one more thing, I, I forgot to mention. A
0: True North, I want to go seven days, but in the I think on the day six, I had some very, very, very uh, high pain on my liver. And the doctor there, they said, you know, you are detoxing. And if you want to stop, you can stop. And I have a terrible heart uh, headaches. Mm-hmm. So basically I think that was the moment when I was detoxing from, from all these meds. I apply a shock to the system just to, to get rid of those pills because otherwise I had to do it slowly. And I didn't like that idea. I just, no, I, I just I couldn't stand to the idea of wake up in the morning and I have to take that pill. It was way too much.
1: I just want to um, draw people's attention to the summit that we did in 2021, rheumatoid solution summit. And in that, I interviewed Dr. Goldhammer, and he's the owner of True North. And he spoke about how he helps people get off medications going through this process. So if you haven't uh, watched the summit interview with Dr. Goldhammer yet, and you own the summit, meaning that you're a member of Rheumatoid Support or Rheumatoid Solutions, go and watch that interview with Dr. Goldhammer. He goes into all of the details of how this is done. If you're interested in attending True North, it's a sensational hour of information. He's also a very funny presenter and speaker, and uses very funny anecdotes. and It's a, it's a fabulous hour. Uh, you can still access that summit interview and all 17 of the expert recordings uh, by joining Rheumatoid Solutions or Rheumatoid Support. It comes for free now as part of your membership, and you'll get the 2022 summit for free as well. So uh, that's definitely information that's worth looking at. So back, onto, back to you. And now we're up to when you started following the work of Dr. Joe Dispenser, and you're starting now to increase your meditations each day
0: so um before i will start presenting i'm thinking to present that meditation that i was doing i did it for six months just to people to understand what, what i was thinking and what was my motivation behind it
1: mm-hmm, please it's
0: be- yeah so just a little bit about about what was my level of understanding after reading his books and uh watching some YouTube uh, podcasters. So basically every day we have about between 60 and 70,000 thoughts. And most of them are negative. The problem is that the day before we had 90% of the same thoughts. So by the age of 35, 94% of who we are is just a set of repetitive, repeating programs, repeated subconscious problems. So basically, we are running a program because if you look at our life, we are going in cycles because this is familiar to us. This is known. So our behavior is just a, just a reflection of our experience, right? And because, my, because our mind is just a record of, of, of our past, right? So we react in the same way. For example, when you feel pain, you start thinking of the worst-case scenario. You relieve your trauma from the moment that you found out that you are sick. And the human mind is so good of living in stress. You don't need the doctor in front of you to, to relieve that stress. You have to imagine. And going like this day after day, day after day, instead of getting better, you're getting worse. And your body doesn't have a chance to catch up. And is living in fear. It's living in fight or flight. And even when you sleep, I was waking up in the morning with such anxiety that I was like really scared, and my heart was pumping so hard. And I knew that moment that I have to do something with my with my uh, behavior, my state of being. So your basically your disease become become your personality personality, right? Become parts of you. And it's sad to say that, but it is what it is it becomes you, and now the body takes control and create the hormones of stress and suffering is it's so common to you that when you are thinking of your disease and your problem you are, you are when you are not thinking to your disease and to your problem, you are actually uncomfortable because that is unknown, and the body is pull you back because Those hormones are very, very, very addictive. So how my body should finish recovering if I was in stress, it was basically impossible because I was running a program. Me being sick, me me running worst case scenario, even if I have all the tools and all the food was perfect, my mind was not there my mind didn't want to, for me to, to get better because I was looking to my father and somehow, maybe on my subconscious level, you know, father figure, figure is very important. I was reliving the same, the same trauma. Now, what's the good news? Our brain has the capacity to, to, to rewire itself. You know, it's called neuroplasticity. So I was thinking if I managed to get myself sick and stay sick with stress how about if I change and I'm not going to feel stress? I'm going to feel happy I'm going to feel joy I'm going to feel help, uh, love for life but for that you need a tool you need something to know yourself to catch, your, catch yourself before you are doing a mistake before you react before you you, you have that thought that pulls you back in, in the hole and for this I use meditation. And you know, the word meditation means become familiar with. Become familiar with you. So I started this meditation, I think in July. And I gave myself six months to see some some improvements. And this meditation was 47 minutes long. 47 minutes. And I used to do three, four, five minutes of meditation. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding. And you are doing the meditation sitting on the chair, not laying down. Because if you lay down, you're going to fall asleep. So I will go through you to this, the steps that I follow in this meditation. So the first part, you are start focusing your your, uh, attention from from narrow focusing. Like when you are stressed, you're focusing on a person or you're focusing on a problem. You're focusing on on a situation and your mind keep running around and keep reacting, keep over-analyzing. over, over analyzing, And that is stress. So the meditation, and it, this is brilliant of Dr. Dispensa, is starting shifting that focus from something narrow, from something in your life to nothing, to a wide, to a wide focus. So basically, you are putting the focus around you, on the space around you. And it sounds weird, sounds strange, but the moment you are shifting your attention to something or the space around you, the brain starts to calm itself and it's going from, from, uh, from beta. The beta is a state of uh, a stress, of, of high beta stress, beta is just awareness. Like right now I'm in bed, I'm explaining something to you and it's going to alpha, the the state where we are imagining stuff, where we're daydreaming. And after that, it's going to theta. And theta, it's a highly suggestible state. It's like you being in a, a hypnotic state. You are very suggestible to
1: information. Okay, let me pause there. Are you saying that when, and do you close your eyes? Yes, close okay. your eyes. So you close your eyes, you've got into a very relaxed state. You probably kick off with some sort of calming breaths and deep breathing and so forth. It, it, and then, it, it, sorry, no? It's it's a guided meditation.
0: So oh, you follow so the you, instructions. You yes. follow the
1: instructions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then this sense of feeling around us, This you, you've described it as going to a white space around you. You just we, close your eyes and you yeah. put
0: our attention on... The space around your body, or the space okay. around your nose, or the space around, uh, or uh-huh. the walls that are at you, the, the the room where you are, the empty space, and mm-hmm. the the mind is is start going uh, slowing down, and at one point you're gonna be in in theta. So, Good. he mm-hmm. he measured he measured uh, the people reaction in his meditation, and uh, he noticed that when you are in theta. You can see it on your, on your electroencephalogram. And it's basically everything What I'm saying, he, he did everything. He did all the, the scientific measures and I don't know, it worked
1: for me. Great. So, okay. Well, let, let me not interrupt you again, go through the following steps. So we're on step so, one. Yep.
0: Yeah. So then uh, you, you have about 20 minutes where you try to think of nothing. So you try to clear your mind, you try to go deep, you try to settle your body because at least in the beginning, your body is going to be really nervous because you are doing something that is not familiar, that is different. And your body is craving the stress, it's craving the cell phone, it's craving the email, it's craving the food, it's craving the, he wants to go to the toilet or something like that. And it's a victory when you finally settle your body in that chair. And you wait and it's on the beginning it's not easy, and since I gave myself six months i didn 't want to give up and um, after twenty minutes uh, staying in that state of at one point you feel your awareness, you feel like you are pure consciousness you feel you don't feel your body anymore you are detaching yourself from your body in this meditation you are pure pure let's say, pure awareness. Like when you are aware of something, but you, you completely forgot about yourself, you completely forgot about your problem, you completely forgot about your life, and you are just nothing, right? You are awareness in nothing. And somehow that monkey mind, at one point, will shut up, <laughs> will stop, interfere. And in that moment, you're going to feel some, some, some energy in you. You're going to feel something. But on the beginning, I didn't feel anything. I just do it because I wanted to do it. And then you go to the third step. And here, this is the part that I love the most. So, the Dr. The dispenser will, will guide you to change to belief or perception about you. By now, you are in a theta state. You are in a hypnotic state. And uh, for me, my first choice was to change the belief that I was sick and unhealthy. And how do you do it? How do you do this? So basically, you recognize your state, you recognize your emotion, and you let them go, right? You let them go. They are not part of you anymore. And then you start feeling that you are already healthy, but not imagine, feeling. So feeling is the most important word. And you start thinking about it, of those emotions, that you are having, like right now, I'm healthy. What I'm gonna feel? I'm gonna feel happiness. I'm gonna feel love for life. I'm gonna feel freedom. I'm gonna feel wholeness. And in time, this emotion builds so much that you're gonna feel them in your heart. And uh, also, you can imagine, you can think about it how are you gonna act once you are healthy? How are you gonna feel? How are you gonna behave with others? How are you going to change? How are you going to react when you are healthy? And, and after that, you are grateful. You are grateful, even if the healing didn't happen yet, you are grateful that you are healed. And you know what? The, the brain doesn't know the difference between, between what, we, what we think and what is the reality. That's the way of the brain. Like You can imagine that so you want a specific food and you start salivating, right? Or I could give you another example, but I will stay here. And uh, you are so after after a while, and you do this every day. And after a while, this feeling builds in you, and you start getting out from that meditation, feeling like something changed in you, like you you really start feeling better. And Doctor Jos, Doctor Dispensa is saying in the end. When you open your eyes, it's important to feel that something in you a little bit. doesn't have to be a lot. You have to move the needle a little bit. And after two months, one day I come in the morning and my wife was looking at me. She said, you know what? Can you give me that meditation too? And ask why? I'm I'm looking at you and I do not recognize you. You are not nervous. You are calm. Your anxiety is gone. Your depression is gone. And I, I realized that, you know what? I actually do feel better, but I was still having the pain. And I was start reading about it. Why my pain didn't go away. And I realized that I was feeling way better in my meditation. But when I came up from my meditation, I still have that, those those triggers. I still have the, the small stress. And at, at that point, I said to myself, you know what? I have to connect with that feeling of my new life in life. Like the feeling that joy, the feeling of love for life and to maintain it, maintaining outside of my meditation, not only in my meditation. And I start doing that. And it was, it was, I, I started feeling so good with myself and I started loving again myself and loving again my body who was kind of skinny and I'm still, I'm now I'm good, but I was really, really, really skinny. And I still start loving the way I am, just the way I am. And I think from there, everything starts changing. And your mind, it starts wiring new circuits with the new you. And the world circuits with the old you, they, they got cut off. They, pruned, they got pruned away. And your body doesn't have a chance, needs to follow the mind. So you are reconditioning your body to a new mind basically. You're creating a new you. And I become more fascinated with, uh, with his work and I found a different meditation and um, at one point I decided to go to a seven weeks, seven day week retreat. So basically I was in Cancun, in a five star hotel, all inclusive. Luckily they have vegan food. And um, I w- we were meditating seven days, like Lecture, meditation, lecture, meditation, lecture, meditation. uh, And in one of those meditations, I had an an experience. Like I felt a lot of energy, and I think we are more energy than matter, coming up from from my legs and going to my heart. And the moment it reached my heart, it was in my brain. And I felt, and I, I had a mystical, a transcendental. Experience and it was personal. I cannot, I don't want to talk about that, but the feeling that you feel it's it's ecstasy, it's pure love, it's joy, it's it's just crazy. And everything is not coming from outside you, it's everything is coming from inside you, you know. And I was like, and you realize that everything was there from the beginning. You are like that. We are like that from birth, you know, and it it was such an amazing moment and such an amazing transformation. And after that, I came home and I was fine. Just fine. No, no more. No more. No more. Just pain. Just a little bit. I was like a little, little, little bit. And I decided to meditate three times per day. And. (laughs) for the next year and now i have 570 days of meditation every day and when i had that experience my brain what what the brain is doing like the brain is is recording the the memory but it's not only stirring information most of the memory is emotion and when you are having a trauma, the brain take, takes that snapshot, right? You are at the doctor. The doctor is going to say, you know, you have 10 days, you're going to die. And those emotions are so strong that get the, 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 the brain gets a snapshot, like a picture. And that is your memory. And every day, every time you are thinking about it, you are reliving the same emotion. You are triggered the same thoughts. You are triggered the same response from your body, the same hormones. But now I had a different snapshot. Now was happiness. Now was, I was whole. I was in love with me. I was in love with life. And my brain and that emotion was higher than the emotion that caused me to be sick. It was bigger than the trauma. And somehow the brain prioritized this over the other one. And you are getting back to... To, to health and it's very important to 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 have gratitude for everything because when you feel gratitude and you express it, I understand there is some research we have in our body a rain of twelve hundred chemicals and all of them they regulate health not disease so gratitude it's very 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 important and feeling the feeling even before the event happened. So you are so caught in that moment and you believe so much in yourself that you do not care anymore if you are healthy or not because you are happy and you are in love with you. And all those those emotions that you feel during your meditation They, they trigger in you uh, a response, like all the emotion that they translate in chemicals, right in hormones and those hormones, they're going to, they're going to regulate your genes. They're going to regulate, uh, they're going to repair your body. And I know there are people who heal in an instant during one of these moments and not from, not from any kind of condition from. The worst possible condition. So basically, we have in us something that makes us capable of of healing ourselves. And when when I had that experience, I feel that I had a connection with something bigger than me. I don't know how to name it. My higher self, God. I have no idea. It doesn't matter. And I felt that I'm not alone in this. We, I felt that I'm part of something bigger, and we are not alone. You know, we are not alone.
1: Mm. When you had that experience, and I know uh, that to protect your um, the privateness of that experience, but for those people who want to imagine the potential of having an experience like that, did you at any moment feel the sense of like did did the common conscious brain say to you, "Oh my goodness, what's happening here?" or were you just completely in it? <laughs> so
0: uh, so before that, so basically it started like a, like an energy like a rush in you that is coming and you are thinking you're, 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 think you're going to have a heart attack Your, the heart is beating so fast and it's moving so much energy and that energy is hitting the brain. So it's something very familiar and unfamiliar. I don't know how to explain it.
1: Sure. Thank you. But
0: I was feeling safe all the time. It was nothing. I mean, it was pure love. And that level of love I never experienced in my life is more than love for your child. It's more than anything else. It's, there's no words for it. And one more thing. Basically, when, when we are in stress, you can imagine your body and every system in your body uh, singing to an instrument and the heart is the conductor. But when you, when you are in stress, each system sings a different song and it's, uh, it's, not, it's not music, it's just noise. And in meditation, you feel your heart going in a coherence and this could be measured. There is in California, Heart Math Institute. And they have small, short meditation just to put your heart in coherence. And that coherence is order. It's a level of order, a level of energy. It's a, it's a feeling. And that order is going to the brain. And when it hits the brain, you are going in, a, in gamma. And gamma, it's a different state. It's, it's a very order state. It's a high frequency. And gamma is, gamma is super, super consciousness. Like you are in a creative state. You are in the, it's, it's pure bliss. So that happened to me. And when the brain, when the heart becomes coherence, everything becomes coherence. And when the, when the coherence is the brain, the brain starts regulating stuff, regulating the immune system, regulating the, uh, digestive system, regulating absolutely everything. I don't know. I I feel lucky that I discovered you. And also I feel lucky that I discovered this this stuff about meditation Dr. Dispensa, because it gave me it gave me happiness, you know. And now I'm not reacting anymore to anything. I'm just driving and if somebody is cutting my my in my lane, I'm fine because I was there once, and now I know how that person feels, and I'm not there anymore. You're just just brings you more more peace in your life, more wholeness. And I notice that now I have a lot of patience with my son, and you know how kids are. And I I don't react, and I try to understand his view. And basically, if if I react. Usually every night I was used to, to, to go through my day and find that trigger, find that moment when I was disconnected to my future life. And I will start to imagine how I will do it next time. How, how, just practice in my mind. And what, what, what if I have a second chance, how I react? And just practice this day over after day and after day and after day, and somehow now I am a new person.
1: So that technique you've described would be similar to, say, a, a baseball coach watching the replay of the game and saying to the to, to the catcher, for instance, when the ball's thrown like that, next time try this. And so there's this. Process of continual improvement upon watching the replay of the day in your mind, or I see, and so and you do that calmly without judgment, and then you, when you're faced with that similar scenario the following day or following week, then you are not as reactionary, and you're able to apply that yes. that 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 change, and therefore get a better outcome. Hmm. Yep. Would you say that with what? you've just shared with us today, that there's a part of you that deeply believes that getting a diagnosis of, let's call it ankylosing spondylitis for want of a different phrase, has been a positive thing in your life?
0: Oh, yeah. Now, I I mean, I was eating uh, meat three times per day. I was overweight. I had a lot of problem with cholesterol. I mean, I was happy with my wife and I was happy with my kid, but I wasn't happy with myself. I didn't love myself. And now because of everything that happened in my life, I'm a new me and I know it's a better me. I, I'm sure about that. And I'm still improving. I'm still doing my meditation. I'm still trying to find ways to to get better of this. And yes, definitely. I If I will be to start over again, I will do the same thing it's It's just amazing I mean, I cannot believe I'm saying that it's It's very rewarding to have so much calm in you, so much peace in you, so much love in you for for everything else it's It's just great and all this i i mean all these things I learned them from from dr dispensa uh Books and uh, and uh, workshops. and Now it's part of me.
1: Is there one particular forty-seven-minute meditation that you would send people to, who are very curious about trying this? And let's okay. not even use the word trying because we know that it works. Uh, adopting, adopting this. So
0: basically, I think he has like a health collection, and mm-hmm. any of those meditation will do. It's. It has like a changing belief and perception. It has a meditation for breaking your habit of being yourself. This one that I did was uh, You Are the Placebo.
1: Um,
0: and I mean, this stuff works. It works.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Wonderful. Well, it's been fabulous to sit and listen to you. To think that this is my job, for want of a better word, is to sit and to listen to wisdom and insights from people like yourself and to learn from what you've been through and to be able to uh you know extract the information from you that can be so helpful to myself and to other people it's just such a pleasure and you know what we didn't say at the start and for those people who are still with us and watching right to the end i thank you but valentine is actually a a uh, psychologist, and you've probably picked up the, uh, for his ability to eloquently explain difficult concepts. And whilst he's not practicing in that area of expertise at the moment, that was his education and, uh, and a past life, I'd guess you say. So it helps to add some validity also to the way you've helped explain this to us. So thank you very much. This has, as I said, been a pleasure. And um, thank you for being part of our online support group. And I want to extend a complimentary pass for you uh, so that you can be there in case some other people have questions of you and be able to maybe uh, want to drop you a line and ask you something if you would accept that. Sure,
0: sure. Yes, I would love to, to help other people because I know pain and I know suffering and there is an escape from them. There is hope. There is hope. We just need to do something to move the needle. And that needle moves. Diet works. Smoothie works. It's an important part. Exercise works. Uh, going to the sauna works. Bikram yoga, it's yoga. It's good. It's very good. And you can add meditation too, just to calm your mind and give your chance to heal. It's an important component of of the healing, I think. Just quieting your mind. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.